What is up? I am your host, Sarah, and welcome to another episode of the Girl Up Don't Give Up pod. Girl Up Don't Give Up. That's what we're here to do. Today, we're going to be talking about social media. I feel like every podcast I've listened to about social media or people just talking about social media, it's all very like negative and it's just like the same thing over and over again like it's addictive like people are bullies it's toxic comparison so this is gonna be a different take just because I feel like we've heard that all a million times before like we've we know the reasons how it's addictive we know the reasons how it's toxic and I just have a different perspective so The first thing I want to start off by talking about is this balance of creation and consumption with social media. So, so many creators are on there. You consume their content. Like even with this podcast, I'm creating it. You're consuming it. And so, you know, the balance would be leaning towards me as the creator and you as the consumer. And it's like, It really freaking pisses me off when people that create online, like I get it, like you can get frustrated, but like I cannot follow people that are constantly like, ugh, social media, ugh, like I never go on TikTok and they're TikTokers. Ugh, I I don't even listen to podcasts and they have a podcast. It's like, to me, the only thing I can think of is that You have a podcast and your podcast is like nothing in the grand scheme of things without its listeners. It can mean something to you. It can be like a creative expression or an outlet, but like in the real, in the world, having a podcast with no listeners because nobody's consuming it is not like allowing you to be where you're at. You know what I mean? So it's like, Or like, oh my gosh, like I make YouTube videos, but I don't go on YouTube. Like I literally make YouTube videos and I have all my favorite YouTubers. I make TikToks and I have all my favorite TikTokers and I listen to podcasts and I have all my, or I make my podcast and I have all my favorite podcasts that I listen to every week. And I'm in it for more of a balance. Like, and then there are people obviously that are like, oh my gosh, like, thank you so much. Like I'd be nothing without like my community, like we're in this weird, like, what do they call it? Like a pseudo, I can't remember the word. It's like a pseudo relationship because you know them, but they don't know you or something. You know what I mean? So I I understand that like those people exist too, but that's just something that always bothers me. I'm like, don't you like see like without everybody, you're nobody, but like, you're not actually nobody. Right. So the thing is I lived my whole life. Like I mean, granted, Instagram didn't even come around until, like, senior year of high school for me. Like, I lived, like, most of my 20s, right, as a consumer. I had my favorite Instagram people to follow. I had my favorite TikTok. Now I have my favorite TikTok people to follow, YouTube. And I never really thought about it from the other side. I was, like, just enjoying everybody's content on the internet. And then when I started actually making YouTube videos and doing my podcast like a year ago, I realized the way that the dynamic does flip because like 
it's one thing to just sit and scroll on TikTok for like an hour, which I do because I, first of all, don't own a TV. So like TikTok is my entertainment. Um, but then it's like another thing to spend an hour editing a YouTube video or coming up with TikTok ideas or recording TikToks. It's like, it's almost like social media, even though it feels decentralized, it's almost like it's not because there's this clear creator consumer boundary and like all the money and like power quote unquote is given to the people with all the followers. And then like the rest of us are just the consumers. We're just eyes. We're just views. We're just numbers. Right. But I feel like as social media continues to evolve, like it'll become more decentralized and it'll be more like, you know, an average amount of people do create for a community, but then they also consume other communities and it's more like spread out. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, so it's, it's very interesting. I'm very curious, like if you're someone who is just a consumer, do you consider yourself just a consumer? Are you one of those people that I think is annoying? And you're like, I'm just a creator. I don't consume anybody anybody this isn't I consume like three people because I have boundaries set or this or that this is like I don't listen to one podcast and I make a podcast I don't know why that bothers me so much obviously it's a me problem but that's the first thing that I've been thinking about and thinking about and thinking about for like a year over a year since I started especially since I started on YouTube because that's like my most consistent um platform where I've just been uploading and uploading, uploading like the pod, like I just started this new show. So I'm like getting back into it. But I don't know, I it, it would be kind of interesting to see, like, what my rate, I guess, would be of consumption, if I didn't create a pod one podcast episode every week, and I just listen to podcasts, I listen to probably like, at least five five to 10 podcasts a week, honestly, because I love them. Um, but it'd be interesting to see like six months where I make a podcast every week, would I only listen to five? Or, and then if I didn't make any podcasts for six months, like would I only listen to um, like, would I listen to like 10 episodes a week? You know, I also side note, have this kind of back burner dream not dream because it's like not that far-fetched but I have this like back burner um idea to just like study so social media and like I feel like the only way that I know how people study something like that is like do a PhD um and it's always in the back of my mind I like had like I like woke up this morning abruptly and was like, because I was like dreaming that I was in grad school or something. I don't, I do not know. I don't want to fuck around with student loans. So <laughs> yeah. Anyways, tangent. Okay. Moving on to the next point that I want to talk about, which is something that we all, I think, know. And that is the addictive behavior of social media. But I want to give it, I want to talk about it in this lens where that, that I've been um, doing with my friends. So to start off this year, to start off 2022, me and my two best friends decided to go off social media for the month. And so for them, that was Instagram. Cause I think they only do Instagram for me <laughs> as the multifaceted social media person that I think I am. That was TikTok, 
Instagram, and YouTube. And I did actually make a YouTube video about it, but it was really, really good. And it was really interesting to just experience like the world not being online. Granted, I did go online a little bit for work because I do work in the social media, like in marketing and influencer space, but it was only for work and it was never to like for fun. And then by the end of the month, I like had to watch YouTube video because like I said, it's my TV. It's like, I just, oh, I just enjoy it. It makes me happy. Um, and so then recently, very recently, this past weekend, we all agreed that we needed to go on a break from social media again. And for me this time, I just did TikTok and Instagram. And I did briefly go on Instagram and like cheated, but on Friday and Sunday, but it was like literally for five minutes and I didn't go on TikTok at all um, until like the long weekend was over Um, just to like kind of cleanse almost and feel centered again in my own life instead of just looking at what everybody else is doing. It's just a very like good reset. So we were all kind of talking about how, you know, when do we use our phones? Like my two, my two friends, they said they struggle with like mindlessly picking up their phone and going on to Instagram and then being like, what am I doing? Whereas I am to this place now where I just like, don't, I randomly pick up my phone and open it for sure, but it's like not, I'm not clicking on Instagram immediately. I have it like off my home screen. I have it hidden. I have a time lock on it Um, just so that it's not automatic and that it's like a conscious choice, you know, like think about it. If I wanted to go work out at the gym or go for a run, I have to like consciously like put on my shoes, put up my hair, figure out my music find my keys. Like I'm doing all these steps. Like I'm not just going to like all of a sudden blink out of it and be jogging. (laughs) Like it takes effort. You know what I mean? Like it takes a conscious, I can understand like you can get into habits and routines, but like, I think going for a run should be how a lot of us use like social media because instead of it being the second nature, nature, the first thing you reach for, it can be like, the fifth thing like oh yeah I just thought I should check up on this and like just to make it more positive because like with the addictive nature of it all I hear is like how it's addictive how it's ruining everybody's life how it's this that this and that it's there's nothing I'm seeing about like okay so what what do we do about it besides just not have Instagram. Like, I feel like we're re- we're saying the th- same thing when the printing press was invented. Wasn't it everyone was freaking out because, like, now, like, spoken word was dead or something random? And everyone was like, oh, my God, we're never going to be the same. Like, everyone's going to be sitting around reading the newspaper. Like, you can't you kind of feel the parallels on that? So it's not to me about, like, control or just, like, getting rid of it and not going on it because, and this is what I'm going to talk about right at the end. Like there are so many things that I just love social media for. And I just don't see how these things would be able to happen any other way, but finishing up the addictive thing, like it, I think that awareness is the first step and knowing, okay, like this can be 
a problem if this is the only thing that I'm doing in my whole life. But how I told, how I explained it to my friend who was just like, really, I could tell that she was really, really like wanting to control. Like I need to only go on from at my lunch break from 12 to one. And then after work from five to six. And it was just very like, when we try to control everything, it's like, to me, it's like, we're doing it and it's not, that's not healthy either. Like hyper, hyper control is like basically the opposite end of the spectrum of just what, do whatever you want, you know? And so I reframed it and saying like, life is a big pie, you know, like Work is a little sliver. Relationships is a sliver. Eating is a sliver. Sleeping, drinking coffee, like whatever you want to do. And like social media should be, and the internet should be a sliver of that. But instead of hyper focusing on social media and how you can control it in your life, how can I focus my energy on sleep? How can I focus my energy on relationships? Like you want to direct your energy to like, think about things in an expansive way instead of directing your energy to control one aspect. And this is something tangent, but this is something like with me being very triggered and very recently triggered about like gaining weight during quarantine or how my body looks compared to how it looks when I was in college. And like, I have never found any success in body image when I hyper-focus on my body image. Like, so I'm actually trying to use what I think about, like how I work with social media in my life. I'm like, okay, like I went for a walk this morning. Great. On to something else. What project am I working on today? Am I doing something with my friend leader? Should I go on TikTok? Should I make a TikTok? It's like me hyper-focusing on my body image is not going to help heal every fucking issue I have with it. Like, It's okay to give it a little attention. It's okay for social media to be like, okay, I have on like my personal, I don't know what to call it. It's like the do not disturb thing, but it's called, oh, focus mode, right? Like my personal focus mode from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. every day. Like I set that up. Now I don't have to think about it anymore because I'm not going to get notifications. Like I'm probably not going to go on my phone because if my phone doesn't light up because there's a notification, I'm less likely to pick it up and then I'm less likely to then be like, let's check Instagram. Do you know what I mean? Or like in the morning, get right out of bed and go, I don't know. I like feel like I sound annoying when I say go meditate, but like that's what I would do. (laughs) Or like what if it, let me think, Um, like go for a walk or just like have something you do automatically. Go take your probiotic, okay? Like I feel like that's chill. Go drink a cup of water. Like you do this thing automatically first that you don't reach for your phone and check Instagram stories. I do that. Like let's say 40% of the time, but the other 60, I'm like, all right, let me get, let me get up and do whatever I need to do today. So like I hear the conversation about like the problems with social media, but I'm adding my own conversation of like, so what are we doing? Like we're the, we're the generation I'm 28. So like This millennial generation, we grew up half with, half without, let's just say. And we weren't the ones that invented Instagram, right? But we've been using it the, like, 
most in our lives and but we're older than like the kids right that use it so it's like we're like not responsible but like we're just invited to see how has this affected me for the past like 10 years especially with the evolution of it and like you know how can we look out for other generations or how can we even look out for like ourselves and our peers and just be more conscious, be more intentional with our phones and being online. Okay, so totally moving on to the last and final point, and that is what social media brings to the table. The first thing is creativity. Instagram started out as like the place that you share photos, so fun, literally so fun. I would wait around all freaking year for everybody to sign my my um, yearbook like, and write little messages. And like, we can literally write messages on our friends' pictures that are online. And it's like, oh my God, this person saw my picture, this person from that. Like that, like you can be creative. It's a creative outlet. You can make videos, you can do pictures. Like that was the origin of it. And I just like having that, like, honestly, like body of work and portfolio, it's just like a yearbook for life. It's a scrapbook for life. It's a memory. It's a diary for life. Like that's so powerful. I don't know about you, but like, if I look at a picture from a certain time, it's like, you can almost transport yourself and your emotions and like feel how you felt during that time. And like it taps into that a deep part of our brain that like how else are we accessing that? You know what I mean? Like I even wish I had more pictures and videos and cute stuff to look at from when I was a kid and just see like what I was doing. And it's just so, ma- it's like magic, you know, if my if my great grandma was here to see Instagram today, like explaining that to three, four generations ago, like it'd be like telling us that we can teleport to the moon. Like it's magic the way the internet works. And so like everything in life, it's like you use it as a tool or you can use it for evil, but like it's, it's amazing that we can even do this in my opinion. Like, honestly, (laughs) if I was in charge of inventing Instagram, uh, it would be like in seventh grade when I couldn't have a cell phone and I had to take a piece of paper, cut it out and put numbers on it. And so I could fake text my friends because that's where my ability to develop technology was. Um, it was arts and crafts. So to me, that's amazing. And then the other thing that I really believe is a highlight is just like the power of connection. Like I, we, we have this thing in manifestation club called your authentic code and you have four things in your authentic code. Um, and they can change like as you go through life. So like one of my old ones was freedom. One of my old ones was travel. And then some of my new ones are connection and music. So connection being one of them. And like just like I, I like exploring this weird pseudo like relationship of, I know who, I feel weird saying people's names, but like, let's see, I know who like Victoria Paris is on TikTok and I like her. I think she's cool. I like her content. Like I know who, who else? 
um, I just like know who, you know, people are, they have no idea who I am. And like, yes, that can be harmful because we've heard it a million times before with like bullies and mean comments. And actually Victoria Paris is a great example because she like blocks people, but it's like, it doesn't matter that like Victoria Paris doesn't know who I am because I just like love her content and I feel that connection. And then like, she has a big platform. And so she does get something in return, having a lot of people that follow her, having this community, having connection that way, it's going to be a different emotion and it's going to feel different. I don't know what that's like because I don't have that like audience or like follower base or anything like that right now. (laughs) But like, it's even like going to a concert and everybody's there because they love Chelsea Cutler. Like Chelsea Cutler doesn't know each one of us individually, but like Again, it's like that relationship and that connection to me is just like amazing. Like, I don't know what I would have done. Just like, I I felt like I would have been even more not in a good place. Like during quarantine where I, you could only see the people, the five people you live with or whoever's around you, like going online and like just seeing what other people were doing and just like what other people's lives looked like. Just like you can detach, but it's also just like feeling connected to another part of like the world or like travel or the way somebody else lives somebody else's relationship like I think it's really interesting I think it's like really fun I think that I personally love making new friends and like without TikTok and Instagram just finding people to connect with to come on as guests on the podcast I don't even know how I would do that like I have this podcast because I just DM and email people and say I would love to talk to you more about music. I would love to talk to you more about TikTok and creating. Love to talk to you more about what you wanted to be when you grew up. And I just, I have these conversations with people. I've never talked to them before. This is our first time talking. And to me, that's like so fun. Like you can connect with anybody you want and like make friends online and make friends with people that you don't live next door to or go to yoga class with or whatever it may be, you know, like the connection aspect is just huge for me. Um, And then the last thing is that this idea about like, quote, the real world, unquote, did anybody when they were graduating high school or did anybody when they were graduating college be like, okay, you know, you're going to the real world now. I get it, you know, taxes, rent nobody's making you breakfast there's no dining hall I mean you can just like go out to eat every meal like I get the aspect of independence that they're saying but just saying the real world it's like my whole life is the real world so don't tell me that I'm now crossing some magic barricade and entering the real world it's been real this whole time baby like this is life okay So with social media, like, yes, it is an internet world, but the fact that it exists on this world, the real world that we're all in all the time, no matter what, like, it's a part of life. It's a part of humanity. Like, how else is humanity going to connect with each other other than using the internet and going online? Like, it's this is really big stuff. 
we can't all go to the Fillmore together for a show. We can't all come over to my 500 square foot studio apartment and hang out and get to know each other. In the physical part of the real world, it's there's a lot of restrictions with like literally physical time and space, like the space that we all take up. Like we can't all go to Wash Park and have a big barbecue and talk to everybody. Like it doesn't, it can't, it really just can't happen in that physical aspect of it. But on the internet, and it's like we have, it's almost like we're going through all the shit of it, like bullying and just like social media addiction and um, mean comments, mean videos. Like we're going through it, but like the only way, like I'm seeing that we're coming out of it, you know, as like. we're going to heal ourselves and then that way we can all show up in these other spaces and connect together and like actually get through like all the horrible shit and all the hate and it's like I would love to listen back to this podcast episode somehow we don't know how that's going to happen because I feel like phones are going to be gone headphones are going to be gone these beats headphones are going to be ancient history right (laughs) and it's like we are going to be able to actually start focusing on all the connection and the positivity and the healing like we do in so many other ways and spaces. I feel like a concert is such a good example of that because I'm obsessed with music. I work at the music venue because I just, even if I don't like the music that's playing, I just like to see how happy and excited everybody is to come out and feel the music and see their favorite artist maybe for the first time and hang out with their friends and dance and like it's just it's just good vibes you know so that is the episode that's grow up don't give up social media edition speaking of connection I would love to talk more with you about like social media anything I talked about today creators versus consumers it being addictive, like the parts of social media that you enjoy on the Instagram account, that's kind of where I'm putting our home base of let's all meet up there. I'll be there to chat back with you just because the podcast is very like, let me talk, you listen, and then you might want to contribute back or you have an idea or a perspective about something. And I would love to hear from you over there. It's Grow Up, Don't Give Up Pod. We're on Instagram. We post every week about the episode and we follow all of our guests. So thank you for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day, a great rest of your week, and I will see you next week. Well, I won't see you, but I'll be back next week with a new episode. Bye. You might love it. You might hate it. You might even love to hate it. We are going to be talking all about astrology today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode, another glorious, glorious episode of Grow Up, Don't Give Up Pod. My name is Sarah. I'm your host. And on this podcast, we just really talk about growing up. Um, It's inevitable just an FYI. And so in the process of growing up, I found in my own life that 
sometimes I give up on things and I don't want to give up anymore. I want to keep going until I reach my goals and I have a life that I look around and it's like, yes, this is it. Not like, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to do this. Why do I live here? I don't want to have those excuses for myself. So yeah, that's kind of why I started the theme of this podcast. And also that's kind of the theme of what I share online, whether it's on TikTok, YouTube, um, on this podcast. It's really just like showing, you know how they're like, show, don't tell. I'm not going to sit here and say like, do all this stuff. I'm literally going to do it and freaking pray that it works out for me and that it inspires you. So (laughs) that's what we're going with. And astrology is one of my favorite things. Okay, let me just back up for a second. I'm like a very, like, I don't know what the word is. Like, I like to learn. I like to think. I'm like a thinker. You know, I like to learn about things. I love like psychology, neuroscience. Like I study like neural manifestation, astrology. Like I really like science, but with like kind of a twist, you know, like it's not like biology that I learned in, um, what was it? Seventh grade, seventh grade biology or whatever, where it's like, genus species this is a flower this is what how a flower gets pollinated I love I love that for other people but for me I need like why do we act the way we do why do our lives look the way they are and I looked the stars very dramatically to do so um because I just love astrology as like a self-actualizing tool Um, and so I just want to like share kind of an astrology 101 just because I've been studying it now for like actually some time. Um, I'm trying, I don't even know, like when I got really, really into it, I should look back on my Amazon order and see when I ordered this astrology book and some of the other books I have, but it's been between one to two years. So basically COVID, basically over, so basically over the past few years, like since 2020, I've just like really gotten into it, really gotten into, I'm in a club, I like do the whole moon ceremony thing and yeah, it's amazing Um, just because I just, like I said, love like learning about life through this lens and like self-actualizing, self-discovery. Um, and it's just really fun to me. And it's just like, and also with then with astrology, sometimes people get into tarot too, which I've also gotten into. So maybe at the end, we'll do like a little bonus tarot um, something, something special. I'll do a tarot poll and I'll put it on the, um, on the pop on the podcast Instagram. So you can follow that at Grow Up Don't Give Up Pod on Instagram. Although weirdly the other day when I searched for it, it was not coming up. So you can always search me at Sarah Bish Bay and then that will come up. And then in the like just in the little bio 
section, I have the link to the pod, so you can click on that and follow both if you want to. Okay, so we're going to go over Astrology 101. We're going to go over the signs, a little bit about each one, and then we're going to go over the houses. Actually, you know what? We'll go over signs, then we'll go over planets, and then we'll go over houses. We'll end with houses. So how astrology works is it starts not like how our calendar year starts in January, but the first, the astrological new year starts in March. So it'll be slightly different for every single year, but basically mid-March to mid-April will be airy season. Mid-April to mid-May will be Taurus season. Mid-May to mid-June will be Gemini season. You can Google this if you want to know the exact dates. But the zodiac signs in order are Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, and then Pisces at the end. And each zodiac sign is going to be a different element. So like, for example, Aries is a fire sign. Leo is a fire sign. Sagittarius is a fire sign. The earth signs are Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. The air signs are Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. And then the water signs are Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. And so you have every single one of those pieces of the pie in your personal birth chart. Even if you know from what, like elementary school, that you're a Libra or you're a Pisces or you're a Sagittarius like me, you will still have every single one of the other signs in your chart. It's just a matter of where it is in relation to the planets and the houses. So to the planets we go. So in astrology, they we use the sun and the moon um, as part of our chart because the way it works is like when you're born, a birth chart of this will be, your birth chart will be of the sky, what it looked like at the exact time and location of where you were born on earth. So think about standing outside, you're standing on earth. If you disagree with me, you're not going to want to, this is going to be a long episode for you because we, we all know that we're standing on earth, right? Okay. (laughs) Um, and then you look, can look out, you can sometimes see the sun, you can sometimes see the moon, you can sometimes see them both at the same time, you can sometimes see neither of them. And then I think most of us know, like, you can't see, um, like, some planets just from the human eye, you know? But, like, sometimes you can see the planets, you can see um, Mars, you can see Venus, um, and... So that's how that's like mapped visually. And so basically you will have a sun sign of where the sun was in the sky. So like for me, my birthday is December 17th. That falls during Sagittarius season. So the sun was in the sign of Sagittarius during when I was born. But then 
instead of just the sun sign, there's also going to be the moon sign and the rising sign. So those are the big three. So your sun, moon, and rising can be all the same. They can be all different. Mine are all different personally. And that's going to be where the sun was, the moon was, and then what sign was on the horizon when you were bor being born. And so that's why you need to know your exact time of birth because the rising sign changes, you know, within the day and within minutes, whereas everybody born on December 17th, 1993 is going to be a Sagittarius because that's where the sun was. It's not moving like fast enough to be in a different sign on, on the same day, if that makes sense. So looking at your chart, like you're more than just to, to talk about like the big three. I feel like in the past few years, it's gotten super, super common to like, you know, co-star is like huge. Their um, Instagram page is so funny. And just like, I feel like it's very common to now know like what your big three are. Um, so my big three are a Sagittarius sun, an Aquarius moon, and a Pisces rising. And then also, if you look up your birth chart, like you can just look up online, you know, what's my birth chart, type it into Google, then you can type in the info and it'll come up. Or you can do apps like CoStar. There's another app that I have called Channy. Um, and the apps will tell you too. Um, and, th and then after your big three, you'll have a, a sign for every single planet. You'll have a sign for Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn. Why can't I think of the other planets? You know, like every single one. And Pluto is a planet for astrology um and so like your mercury planet is going to be close to what your sun is so it might be the same as your sun sign mine personally is i have a mercury and sagittarius um and then your venus and mars will be maybe the same as your sun sign maybe completely different and then as you go further and further like out in the solar system the planet gets, planets get farther away. So it's like, you know, a whole generation, like my whole generation will be, have the same Pluto placement because the planets further away, like rule a generation versus the inner planets like Mercury, Venus, Mars, and Jupiter will rule more of your chart personally. So that's kind of like how the planets work um and it's like you you might relate to some you know as aspects of whatever the internet or books or astrologers have studied about the different signs and you might not but it's also like it's each individual sign and placement but it's also how they work together so I don't know I always think it's like really crazy and this is kind of like a funny story so <laughs> Um, I'm not like an astrologer person. I don't, I don't really consider myself, you know, an astrologer. I'm not like a professional. I'm just like a recreational astrologer. It's like, I'm in intramurals, you know, like I played a college sport. I'm not a pro. And now I do intramurals. Like I'm an intramural level astrologer. <laughs> so, but still like sometimes it comes up, like I'm not always like, that's why I joined astrology club. So I can just like share all the jargon with my friends and, you know, always talk about it. 
but in like regular everyday life, you know, I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, so I'm not always like, blah, 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 this moon, you know what I mean? Um, (laughs) but I was out with some of my coworkers and it just like came up. And sometimes when it comes up, people want me to read their charts or like I offer if they're like interested or, you know, whatever it may be. I'm never like pushing it on people. Just want to make that clear. I'll push other things on people. I'll push this podcast on people. I'm like, go listen to my podcast, subscribe, follow it on Instagram. I have no um, shame in that. But anyways, I was reading two of my friend's charts and I was reading my one friend's chart and I was like, Reading it, reading it, reading it, reading it. And then, like, all of a sudden, he was just, like, dead silent for, like, 15 minutes. We were like, um, are you okay? And everyone's like, you broke him. Like, I I must have read into it. Um, I must have hit, hit some heartstrings or something because he literally was, like, deep in thought about everything I said. And it was just really funny. So, anyways, um... If you really want me to read your chart as the intramural astrologer that I am, just DM me on Instagram and maybe I'll give it a go. But yeah, so it's like that that story was about how you have to read the chart like all together. You know what I mean? Instead of just saying, oh, like I'm a Leo sun, but I'm really not that like extroverted and self-confident or something like that. You know what I mean? You might not fully resonate with every single thing. Um but it's because you have other elements and other aspects of yourself in the like sign in relation to the to the sign. So that's kind of how the main planets work um, with the signs. And oh, actually, you know what? I need to go back to something. So each, I'm not going to go through every single sign and like all the different things about what that means I just feel like that's not going to be that fun to listen to for every single one it won't really make sense so this is kind of like a higher level you know viewpoint of it and if you know what your sun sign is your moon sign is you can just google what some different attributes of that might be Um, but I do want to mention that with your big three and with all the planets they all represent a part of like life kind of like I was saying there's the inner planets which are like more personal to you and then actually you know what now re-looking through this book apparently Jupiter and Saturn are social planets so it's kind of like not just for example the sun is your identity the sun is shining the sun is how you express yourself the sun is how you show up you know every day emphasis on day because it's the sun Whereas, and I'll go through which each of the planets um, kind of represents, but then like a social planet would be how, you know, you're interacting with other people and then it's the collective planets or the outer planets, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto that are just like generational. Like, you know how we have Gen Z, Millennial, Boomer, like it's like the astrology version of that. So starting with the sun, the sun is your identity. I like to think about it as how you shine how you show up, like Sagittarius's like myself are known to be very optimistic and funny <laughs> and like to travel and like fiery. Whereas 
Tauruses are like in their sun sign, you know, they're very strong and stable, um, resilient, grounded, enduring. Um, and there's like going to be those identity based descriptions for each planet or for each sign, not planet, sorry, for each zodiac sign. So that was like Aries, Scorpio, Sagittarius, you know, all that good stuff. Um, I feel like lately Pisces are getting a bad rep because they're just known for being dreamy, but like that could also be aloof or detached or just like very mystical. (laughs) Um, And then, so then you have your moon sign. So your moon sign, the moon doesn't generate any light on its own. The moon is is going to reflect any of the sun's light. So it's going to work very closely with your sun sign energy and it's going to be like your emotional body. The moon represents your, just your emotions. That's kind of what it does. Um, And then your rising sign is going to, it's kind of, there's, there's like a few different interpretations of the rising sign. Personally, I think the rising sign is all about like your perception, your perspective and like what your life looks like to you. So, you know, there's going to be green grass outside. There's going to be the physical elements of life that are outside. Right. And you can say like, it's going to be the same for everybody. If you walk down the street, It's going to look the same to everybody from like a very bird's eye view. Sure. But I just think that the rising sign is like really how you view the world and how you interact with the world. I'm a Pisces rising. I think I just see the world. Maybe this is just me that I'm a Pisces rising, but I just see the world as like a very, very, um, like magical kind of like place and I just think that I see things and then I've actually had friends before I don't remember what my friend's rising sign is but she just she's like you just see things in the world that I never see like she said that to me before and so you know where our perception is going to be like based on other things like our subconscious reality what we're bringing into mind like you know that thing about if you look for a white pickup truck, if it's sub in your subconscious or your ex has like a gray Jeep and you see like 14 million gray Jeeps a day, whereas somebody else that doesn't have an ex with a gray, gray Jeep doesn't notice one, but they see a red Lamborghini that they really want and they see it all the time everywhere they go. Or not, maybe that's too not common of a car. They see a Tesla everywhere they go because they're like, I want that car, you know. There's that part of our perception of reality, but I just think the rising sign is just like what your life looks like, especially when you really start to create your life instead of like just living it without any input on what you're doing. And it's like another funny example that I really like to think about is like, and this has nothing to do with astrology, but it's just a way to say like what, what the life looks like. So I work at the music venue, like I always say, and if I'm working like an EDM show, 
the culture of EDM lovers are at the show. Everybody has a certain outfit on, a certain special style on. If I work a punk rock show, we got the chains, we got the spikes, like it's a whole culture of, and like everybody, not that they, everybody looks the same, but like everybody is dressing for that culture. If I work a country show, everyone just wears like normal clothes and like the occasional cowboy boot. And it's like, it's just so funny to me how culture is expressed through music. And it's like, I, I don't know if like a bunch of Pisces Risings like went to, I mean, it's going to depend on a lot of other factors, but like what would it look like if a bunch of Pisces Risings like went to a lunch place? Like, you know what I mean? Would it be? Okay. We might be too, we might be on a tangent. Okay. That's rising. That's enough on rising. And then Mercury is going to be the next planet, personal planet. That is the planet of communication. Venus is the planet of love. Mars is planet of relationships. Jupiter of these are like kind of one word, one-off words that I use to associate um, with each planet. So there will be more other words, but this is kind of my basic level um, version. Jupiter is like expansion, travel, and like luck. Um, Saturn is like rules, regulations. Um, Uranus is a good question I forget what Uranus is it says the force of enlightenment and sudden change and then Neptune is like vision and dreams and then Pluto is transformation so that's kind of a quick um one to three words about which what each of the planet represents so when looking at your chart you really want to look at your inner planets and your big three and then to see what your generation kind of works through um you should look at the outer planets and also the like the social planets like there's a big kind of chitter chatter about the Saturn return which is when you're in your um 27 to like 29 ish you go through your Saturn return so Saturn's like the planet of rulership order structure like it's kind of like a process like this is what this means this is how you do this and the big thing with Saturn is that you know when it's when you're zero you don't know anything (laughs) like well you may know everything is that is that a good um philosophical question when you're zero do you know everything or do you know nothing because you have all the answers within but also you've never lived so you don't even know how to tie your shoes or like, you know what I mean? Um, that, that's a deep thought. But anyways, it's like a time kind of too that's notorious for everything crashing down and breaking if it wasn't aligned with you and just really getting you on your right track. And it's very interesting because I'm, I have a late Saturn in Aquarius, like it's at 25 degrees. Also, this is a little bit more advanced, but you know, each planet will be at a certain degree. And so anyways, I have it marked in my calendar that next Wednesday, so two days after this comes out, is my first hit of like the day of my Saturn return. So 
I mean, the past few years have already been a whirlwind, so I'm like, it's not anything crazy, but I just marked it in my calendar just for fun because it's like been the buildup to my Saturn return kind of. So everyone kind of says that after your, either your nodal return or your Saturn return or your nodal opposition or your Saturn return, you'd feel just like more like yourself and you like know yourself better kind of. So a little tangent on that on Saturn. Okay. And then we have the last thing, the last 101 basic of astrology is the houses. So remember right at the beginning, I said that every single one of those astrological signs will be in your chart. Even if you, it's not your sun sign, even if Scorpio is not my sun sign, it will still be in my chart. And that is because of the houses. So there are 12 houses. And if you have a birth, your birth chart in a big circle, that's what it should look like. And it's divided into 12 houses, one through 12. Um, one is going to be where that rising sign is. So for everyone, it's going to be different. So for example, my first house starts in Pisces because that's where my rising sign is. Then it goes in order. Second Aries, third Taurus, fourth um, Gemini. So if your first house, if your rising sign is in, let's just go with Sagittarius or let's go with Scorpio, your first house is going to be in Scorpio, second Sagittarius, third Capricorn, fourth Aquarius, fifth Pisces. And it's going to go around like that. So you can have the same, if you have the same rising sign as someone, your houses are going to be the same in the same planets and houses, if that makes sense. So not the sun sign. So me and my best friend, Sagittarius friends, we're going to have different houses unless our rising signs are the same. And then with each house, each house is going to have a theme too, and it's going to kind of go through each of basically 12 categories of your, of your life. So the first house is personal. Second house is, is resources and money. Third is communication relationships. Fourth is family and home. Fifth is creativity. Sixth is health and routines. Seventh is partnerships and relationships. Eighth is transformation Ninth is adventure and education and learning. Tenth is achievements, career, and legacy. Eleventh is friendship and communications. And then twelfth is kind of the mystery house, um, but it's kind of like the depths, the deep, the depths, the unknown. I would say a little bit of transformation as well, even though I know that's a theme of the eighth house. And so... Yeah, it's like I freaking love the houses. <laughs> um, there's so much to get into because, you know, think about it again. So we have all the houses and then in each of the houses, there might be a planet. There not might there might not be a planet. What planet is it? You got to look it up. What sign is it? And you got to look it up. Do you and then you can go through and see. And so like for me, for example, um, my second house is an Aries and I don't have any planets in that second house and I don't have any planets in Aries at all but I still have a second house in Aries and for example right now 
the planets are moving through the sky, but they're not the same as they were when I was born, obviously, because I'm not being born. That only happened the one time, as far as I know. Um, and But right now, Jupiter is in Aries. So Jupiter is transiting through my second house. And so it's going to be relating to my chart through my second house and how it's relating to the other planets. I hope that made sense. I'm not going to go into transits or like um, aspects or anything like that because it's, I feel like it's probably impossible to explain it on a podcast. Um, but But yeah, that is my astrology, 101 astrology intramural level course. Thank you all for attending. Um, Yeah, like there's so many specifics that you can get into. um, And I don't know, it's just. Okay, so I want to mention one more thing before we wrap up because I know the real reason that anybody gets into astrology. It was true for me too. You want to look up what your crush's sign is and if you guys are compatible. I know. My neighbor, boy next door, I was like, he's my soulmate. He's I I don't even remember. Why do I feel like he was a Taurus or something? And I was like, I would just be Googling in seventh grade, are Taurus and Sagittarius compatible? And it was like, no. And then I didn't learn that lesson. Still haven't learned that lesson. How many Tauruses later? Um, But I say that in a very, very, very joking, sarcastic way. I hope that came through because it's like astrology and compatibility. First of all, I'm not very into it. Like I don't need to be out here like trying to find some certain sign that matches with Sagittarius energy. Um, Like I said, I use it more as fun for me and to like for discovery in my own life. And I'm never going to use it to be like, oh, I can't date a Scorpio or whatever. You know what I mean? That's just like ridiculous to me. And it's just funny and like it's fun to do compatibility stuff because I feel like that's what everybody always wants to hear about I did recently get a book called the astrology of love and sex because it just seemed like fun it was really cute and I wanted to read through it and then being like someone who practices my own astrology you know on my friends at the bar and um to this podcast I wanted to look at look through the book and just see because you can look more at like what are like for example both my parents are Virgo risings which I just think is really interesting because if we go back to my rant about rising signs it's like the way you see the world and like what your life what your world looks like and I just feel like since they're both Virgo risings 
they just like are very compatible in that way because they both want to have a schedule on Saturday morning, wake up at 7.30, go for a bike ride from 8 to 12, have lunch at 12.05, bike home at 1, take a nap from 1 to 2, put the bill ga- Bills game on at 4, be asleep by 8.30. Like that is their ideal Saturday and so or Sunday. And so I just feel like for them you know, the Virgo rising is compatibility. If you had two Virgo sons, like maybe they would be clashing heads because they were like, you stick to my schedule. No, you stick to my schedule. No, you stick to my schedule or whatever. You know, there's a million different ways to interpret it, but I like looking at it in a more complete picture. And since the book has like each sign plus another sign, I was like, well, I might as well get it because then I can see like I want to look at what people's Venuses are. What is your, sure, we can look at sun signs. Sure, maybe we should look at moon and emotion sign, see how their emotions, you know, go together. But then we can also take a minute to see what is each person's communication style and what does, is each person's relationship style, style, what houses have a lot of planets, what, like, um, I didn't talk about the aspects, but like, what planets are related to the other charts planets. So that's my, that might be something I keep exploring, but for now I just use it to try to figure out my own life and this whole grow up, don't give up scheme. Um, and yeah, that's our astrology episode. I am so glad you were here to listen. I hope you enjoyed. I am going to post a reel. This will hold me accountable. (laughs) I'm going to post a reel on all my astrology books because I'm looking at them right now and I have one, two, three, four, five, I think. I have at least five astrology books and then I have two tarot books and yeah. So I will do, because tarot and astrology go together, you know, so find me on Insta. I'm going to post all of my books in a reel so you can see them all, which ones I like. And if you have any recommendations, I'd love to hear. I'm always browsing the Denver bookshelves for new astrology and tarot books, and they have a lot of really good ones. So I have not been disappointed. Um, And yeah, I will also be doing a tarot poll for... I got to figure out what I should pull it for. Um, I think I need to be pulling it for the eclipse. I got to double check what the eclipse is on. Okay, let me figure that out on my own time. You don't need to listen to this inner monologue, this inner dialogue. But I will do a card pull for, we're having a full moon, I think, the day this episode goes out. So I will be sure to post it for the full moon, get a little energy reading, and yeah, find me on Instagram at Grow Up Don't Give Up Pod. Thank you so much. Please take one beautiful moment of your time to subscribe to the podcast because that way it's always in your queue Monday morning ready for you to go when you're like, all right, what am I listening to on my morning walk? What am I listening to on my afternoon commute? What do I want to put on? Grow Up Don't Give Up Pod live in action for you. All right, that's enough. I hope everybody has a good, great, amazing, beautiful, glorious rest of your day. Bye, love you.